Welcome to another episode of 115 Miles. In this episode, we talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and whether we could and should be doing more. That leads into a conversation about Wiley and his anti-Semitic comments recently online before we move into talking about Michael Jackson and council culture before finishing with some really well-titled reasons to be cheerful. Please, as ever, make sure that you've come and followed us on Instagram at 115milespod. And if you like what you hear, make sure that you leave us a review. I hope you enjoy. This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. Living exactly 115 miles apart, our lives could not have been more different growing up, yet we find ourselves today as really good friends with many similar outlooks and perspectives. Join us on our podcast as we take a topical dive into life, work, culture and everything in between. Hass, how are you doing my friend? It's uh... (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what this is right? Do you know what this is? Seriously, right? And I'm not going to restart... I feel so much, since the conversation we had after Noah said about the beginning of um, the podcast, it's the only bit that I feel huge pressure on now. Yeah, I know. Because you can't say, how you doing? No, yeah, exactly. I feel like I've got to say something more, which I did have planned. And then I was about to say to you, how are you doing? So rather than how you doing, I want to ask you to tell me something that you have struggled with in the last two weeks. Let's go straight in deep with a little bit of vulnerability. What have I struggled with? Oh man. Okay. Can be something simple. Can be something horrible. Um, I think I've struggled. Okay. So I'm trying to, I've struggled with a few things. All right. So um, number one, family is uh, away at the moment. And um, normally when I get a bit of time to myself, I'm, I'm quite excited about uh, having a little bit of space, but because we've been with each other 24-7 during lockdown, mm. it is sort of, it makes it feel really weird when they're not around and very and quite lonely, you know? So, um, so that's been difficult to um, get over, but I managed to get over it in a day and, uh, and now I'm having loads of fun. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> no. So that's, that's one thing. Um, How long have they been gone, Has? Uh, it's a week and they've gone for another sort of, uh, just under They've another. been gone a week, have they? Yeah, just over a week actually. And then they've got wow. another week and a few days. Um, so back, uh, next week. Um, and then, um, uh, the thing that I've been sort of really conscious of and being very vulnerable here is having been quite vocal about Black Lives Matter myself and wrote a piece and, you know, and called people out. I realised that I've done what I had feared, which is I've I've just let other things become more important to me, um, mm. which is around you know being you know busy and and work and trying to you know do stuff like my mum selling her house after living there for forty four years and you know excuses excuses I guess and I think uh, the thing that's been I've been you know it's been on my mind is that I haven't really done what I set out to, what I promised to, you know, it's to, you know, so, um, and I'm, I, I don't think I'm alone in that, you know, I sort of see that a lot of the big voices uh, that were big allies in the moment, you know, uh, have not. And then there have been some that have continued to kind of beat the drum and that's amazing. But, so that's something that I've um, sort of struggled with uh, internally and figuring out what I need to do to, uh, to kind of, it's not that I stop thinking about it. It's just I need to make sure that I'm building it into routine and, uh, it, and doing it, something it, about in it. In what sense, though? In what sense, though? What are you saying? What Because, I don't know, maybe it's just like as your friend, compassionately as your friend, I feel like you're being a little bit harsh on yourself. Um, uh, so what is it that you haven't done? Do you know, I think... I, I, I mean, I haven't really done any any social any any speaking any any posts i haven't really you know um done uh we talked about it regularly on here yeah and and that's good but it's not good enough you know i think it's a it's a case of uh being vocal being front of mind being front of center 
uh, mm. bringing people into the conversation, taking accountability, doing things. It, 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 I'm probably being harder on myself than others might be if they're looking at me, but but that's that's the job we have to do, you know. Yeah, we have to do that. We have to be hard on ourselves because um, it's you know I've talked about this before. You know, it is in the moment you get this powerful you know calling to do something yeah and then yeah there was a lot there was a lot of um you know there was a lot of allyship and 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 presenting of the you know things are going to change we're going to do things differently and then um and then people just kind of go back into that they retreat into that middle into that middle ground you know where uh, you can just get on with your life because actually the, the you know the thing that was keeping it front of mind the the uprisings or the riots as the media would portray it they're they're sort of dissipated or they've moved now back into covid and they're reporting on covid and no one's really you know um talking about it in the same way yeah i mean like i do i agree with what you're saying and i think probably you know arguably you could have you, you could be more vocal but i do think there's something about um like you want to be perhaps you could be doing something in terms of being a bit more proactive in it yeah so like doing things that are are not uh like reactive but i do think a lot of the work has to be and is reactive as well right so some of the stuff that i've found myself doing is like the the, the proper inner work as in challenging myself looking at my views what comes up for me when um and there's something worth talking about in a minute actually i don't know if you saw the stuff with wiley but challenging myself on that am i looking you know is my first thought the right one what is in my mind in my first thought um so i think you know and and i'm challenging myself to do that more and, and i'm doing that more and uh, if I see what I feel is racism, uh, I'm not ignoring it and I'm I'm doing my best to call it out. So the reactionary, is that word? Reactionary. The reactionary stuff is big. Um, you know, but it's not always, it's not, it's, is it, you know, is it fair to say it's not always going to be at the forefront of your mind? If you're, you know, and, and I don't think anyone would expect it to be. If your mum's going through what she's going through in terms of like moving the house and you've had all that done, uh, I don't think it should be in your necessarily in your headspace then, or am I, am I kind of giving giving an out here? That's the, that's that's the issue, right? So I think there's always going to be stuff, unless it's you're facing it on a day to day basis. There's always going to be busy stuff in your life, right? There's always going to mm. be a, a, an equivalent of your mum selling her house after forty four years and moving out. There's always going to be equivalent of a, you know your workload um increasing you know when you didn't expect it or whatever and that is yeah. that's the problem because then you can sort of go okay well I'll just I'll just focus on that and then mm. you just continue focusing on that and so uh, you know I'm just I think I'm just representing in my feelings what is going on out there which is you know there was a peak of activity and then yeah. and then it inevitably it always goes back to you know to then the people who have always been talking about it right and so you look I'm not I'm not being so hard on myself because this is a marathon it's not a sprint right like and I know yeah. that this is something that I'm undertaking for a long time but I'm also I guess I'm, I'm uncomfortable with the, the the fact that the momentum has shifted away again and mm. and I and I made a you know a commitment to keeping that momentum up so it, the internal thing is like how do we how do we keep this conversation alive? And mm. and that's by, as, as you say, having conversations here where you declare it, you know, because it's not like it's a thought in my head or a private conversation. I'm declaring it and that means I have to do something about it. And and it's about, you know, the people that we work with and the, peop- and, and, and the people that we know, making sure that they don't lose sight of it as well. Yeah. And it, there was something kind of, because I feel like I was, posting a lot about it very regularly for a long time like you you know using the platform that I've got to post about it but then I did start to feel like I'm that white dude who just keeps posting about it right like come on mate give it up now right there there was a bit of me that felt like that so how much of that is coming from myself and how much of that is a reflection of probably what is happening 
I'm not sure. But what I do think is it becomes, uh, it becomes like, I felt like I become, <laughs> I'm going to get stick for saying this. So I get annoyed with um, vegans, right? When they go on about being a vegan, right? Now, let me tell you why the reality, because deep down in my soul, I think vegans are right. And it pisses me off when they keep talking about it, right? Because I'm not ready to give up meat yet because I love meat. So I'm not ready to do that work, right? This probably makes me weak, but whatever, right? I'd rather just not hear about why we should go vegan so that I can carry on in the comfort of eating my meat, right? If you showed me the way that we mass slaughter, you know, animals and stuff like that, I hate it. I don't want to see it. I want to be, I want to carry on steeped in my denial of uh, eating meat, right? And I think there's a lot of that to go on in with that goes on with white people and the whole Black Lives Matter movement, right? It's like, oh, he's still going on about it. I'm, you know, when it was big in the in the media, I was kind of game for having a look at it and picking it apart. I was up for doing meat free Mondays. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But now I don't want to keep hearing about it. And I do think there's a lot of that in it. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, it does. No, no, no. So to, I understand I understand the uh, the analogy. Um uh and yeah i think big love to all my vegans by the yeah. way all our vegan listeners <laughs> um but you know and the the interesting thing that because um there's a there's a guy that i met recently he's uh i think he's in new york and um he set up this thing called how to be vegan in the hood it's a brilliant instagram profile he's he's a chef um uh, i met him through uh, a friend of mine um uh, Chris and uh, he he is making it uh, uh, you know accessible and making it real and relevant to you know to everyday people. It's not just a, uh, something for the middle classes or you know or, mm. or a particular demographic. Um, and he does amazing food. Does ama- you know he does amazing social stuff. And um, and I think the whole thing about ve- you know veganism is if you're interested, if you're curious. Uh, for some people, it's it's you know it's a it's a pendulum swing, and I have to kind of you know stop eating meat. For others, it's about a journey. You know, understand it, right? That this is important. It's important for my body. It's important for the earth. Um, you understand that actually more and more people are talking about plant based lifestyle, and people that you respect, um, if, you know, if, you know, athletes and stuff are now debunking the myth that protein has to come from meat and all that mm. stuff. And you go, okay, well, maybe I'll just do a little bit more and a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then before you know it, you're vegan. And I think there is probably some value to taking that sort of approach to change work, right? Because if you put all the pressure on yourself to just do change work and go, right, I'm this today. And we, you know, I think that's probably it. You know, I was feeling a lot of the pressure to go, right, I'm a, you know, I'm a ardent vocal activist, activist, anti-racist and understand that actually if you just do small behaviors on a on a kind of on a frequent and consistent basis before you know it you're who you want to be right so um i think this that was a really good point you know that you know i love that mate i love that yeah 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 so just, about making them small, you know, don't, you're not going to become that activist overnight or whatever, or completely anti-racist. So, or don't beat, about, yeah, or don't beat yourself up if you're not. Like, just do a little bit every day, you know. Say do a, a meat-free bit. Monday or or whatever. Yeah, yeah? the equivalent, it, like exactly. you do with it, the equivalent, right? And then you start building into it, right? Yeah, I, mate, I love that. I no, I really like that. Did you? So uh, let's talk about the Wiley thing. Seen as this come up in there, yeah. So I didn't read the tweets. Uh, I, re- I saw a couple of them, but I didn't go digging for it. If so, I mean, I, yeah, I know what I did yeah. when I come okay. down in the morning. Yeah. Uh, on you know at the night after it was done, and they you know a, a lot of them were removed pretty quickly, which is something I want to talk about actually. Um, excuse me. So for people that are listening, firstly, Wiley is like he's got an MBE, right? Uh, he, he he's a massive grime artist. When I was you know in my late teens, early twenties when you were in your sort of late thirties, early forties. <laughs> right. But, but, but Wiley was big. Right. And he, you know, I knew for, Wiley he, when you were in diapers, mate. Uh, he's got a lyric getting dirty, like a baby diaper. Um, Wiley, Wiley is known as the godfather of grime. Right. So, you know, it, uh, he's big in that music scene. Very, very well respected. Got an MBE for his services to music. Right. He's a, is, is he mixed race? Don't know. He's a mixed race guy. Does that matter? Um, 
Uh, it does matter it, in the context of what I'm about to say. Okay. Uh, some of the stuff that I want to explore with it. So he tweeted a load of anti-Semitic stuff, right? Uh, about Jewish people, basically, right? Yeah. Let me ask you a question before you dive in. Is that was it just out of the blue, or has he uh, does he does he has he had these sorts of views in the past? Because it's sort of I, so apparently he has. I didn't know it. Yeah. But from what I've read, because I've read quite a bit about it, it made the news, it was in the, you know, it was on the news app. The, uh, what's the lady's name? Who, is, the politician, who is, is she the foreign health secretary, I think? Not sure uh, who you mean. Pretty Patel. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's, uh, um, she's, uh, well, anyway, she's, I think she's foreign secretary. Foreren secretary, maybe, yeah. Uh, I showing that. my... There's me showing my big true colours again. I am always talk political and don't know any politicians properly, apart from my political She's friends. She's Secretary of State uh, for the Home Department. Okay. Well Googled. Um, so she's been talking about it. So it's been huge, right? And they, they got the tweets removed very, very quickly. Um, or pretty quickly in the end. She had a dig about it. She had a pop about it and said it wasn't quick enough. Uh, and they got them removed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's got a uh, previous about it. But I've seen some, you know, some people calling him out and saying that maybe his MBE should be stripped for it. How how do you view the way in which people have reacted to it? What do, what do you take from that, if anything? Um. Well, I mean, it was it, it's been rightly vilified from what I've read, from what I've seen. Um, from from what I understand is that he has some pretty. Uh, you know, strong views and he's kind of described them in the past. So, you know, it, it, I don't, and that's why I was asking the question, is this just, did this cut, was this just a, a tirade of stuff that just came out of nowhere or was this kind of part of a pattern? I, that I was mean, I don't in? know, like he, it's not the first Twitter tirade that yeah, he's had. No, no, no. And I know he's, which yeah. made me feel like it's probably like alcohol or drug related. And that is a complete stab in the dark, by the way, I've got no evidence to say yeah, that. Yeah, it just feels but like. He seems to go on these yeah. late night rants. Anyway, um, no, he's, you know, he has been rightly vilified. You know, I think um, uh, in, in doing some work around I inclusion and justice, um, we, uh, I, I did, I did this um, training program um, with Fearless Futures. I've talked about it on here before, where it's mm. a three day kind of deep immersive program into really understanding inclusion. And you look at all the different areas where there are kind of, where there is prejudice and where there is oppression. And um, I don't think necessarily that people view, and it certainly was demonstrated in kind of the exercise that we did, that they don't view anti-Semitism with the same level of uh, impact as, say, uh, pure racism or homophobia or some of the other kind of oppressive, uh, oppression that people face, right? And it's really, mm. it's really interesting that, you know, some of the stuff is, that, you know, is, it's really... Um, it's really directed, but at a particular kind of demographic or, or, or stereotypes or whatever. And that's yeah. the stuff that keeps getting, and so people don't necessarily think that that's as painful or as uh, challenging as say some other forms of prejudice and it's absolute uh, rubbish. And, and it's, it's easy to get away with this sort of stuff. So for that to, um, you know, to come out and for him to be kind of really stamped upon uh, in terms of those views, I think that's 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 absolutely right. Um, what I was really interesting to me was, you know, Pretty Patel, like you know, uh, t taking a stand on it when her own prime minister has a very well evidenced and documented history of racism, yet she's never really talked about that. And what makes me, I mean, I don't know enough about her particular comments, but clearly, you know, because clearly there is an ongoing uh, problem within the Labour Party around anti-Semitism. And it's an, you know, it's an opportunity for the Conservative Party to kind of pick up on that, um, particularly mm. as it's around anti-Semitism. Um, uh, so I'm just I'm just curious. So it's I think you know everybody should be speaking publicly against Wiley his comments, but just anti-Semitism as a whole in society. Yeah. Um, I just think it's really choiceful of 
Pretty Patel just to pick up on that and not talk about all the other you know racism that's going on when well, it happens. We, which is an angle, which is an angle I found myself looking at. Um, firstly, I want to say there was um, somebody on my Instagram who uh, happens to be Jewish and posted did a big story thing about um, you know the, the the plight that the Jewish have faced and I'm sort of really educated me on on how they used to be banned from this country and stuff like that. I, did, I didn't know that. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm somebody who kind of, uh, I thought it was, I've been raised, right, with the knowledge that it was German people that were horrible to the Jewish, right, like German people, the Nazis that were horrible to Oh, to, what to you Jewish mean, people. You, that's, you thought that that's where the persecution began? Is that what you were yeah. saying? Oh, yeah, right. oh, I didn't, right. I, yeah. I, I never kind of knew, right? right? I never kind of knew the backstory right. to it, right? So so I've been educated in that way because I always go down the route trying to educate me myself. Uh, I was devastated uh, that Wiley did it because I'm a big, uh, like I've loved Wiley's music. I love what, you know, I love, I backed Wiley. Wiley had a clash with Stormzy recently and I was like, Wiley is the godfather and all of that stuff, even though I love uh, what Stormzy's about. So I was going on that front. Uh, but then I saw a tweet that said, um, the way that Pretty Patel and a lot of other people have jumped on Wiley for his anti-Semitism um, when Katie Hopkins and Tommy Robinson have been spouting vile stuff about Muslims and uh, every other, you know, whatever else they do uh, online, um, she said is very, very telling. Now, if you remember Pretty Patel during the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement stuff, she was very heavily critical of the peaceful protests, right? Uh, she picked on the kind of the uh, uh, some of the trouble incidents, but, you know, before Tommy Robinson's lot got involved, right? And I do, this is why I said that Wiley was mixed race at the beginning, because what this Twitter trail then was going on to say is that it's very telling that because this, this black man has... Um, being anti-Semitic, you know, anti-Semitic, as yeah. I would. They've jumped on him and had his tweets removed in the next morning. Whereas like Katie Hopkins did it for years and years and years. So, you know, a white woman talking about other things. And it was just sort of like freedom of speech. She's allowed her opinion. So I, I've, I, that was an angle that I hadn't, you know, didn't even enter into my mind, right? At the beginning. Now, it's very kind of, nuanced and in a grey area right this isn't me saying you know I'm not trying to justify what he said what he said was terrible and it should have been removed it's just interesting um, and the angle that you gave of be it being able to then be a jibe at the Labour Party and the kind of anti-Semitism that go you know that, that they're accused of in there uh, was an angle that I hadn't seen but, but, but this is another kind of layer and an angle yeah um, you know that kind that, of that, that probably has legs yeah no no I think I think I think it's an it's a really powerful point um they're as bad as each other let's just put it let's let's kind of state that really clearly that you know yeah when you course. have a platform when you have a following um uh you know you you have you have a level of responsibility when you're using the platform to communicate to millions uh you have a responsibility and uh so he's he's equally like he 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 should uh get everything that's coming to him right he should have his tweets taken yeah. down he should have all of that yeah. and the same goes for all uh hate yeah. mongers and katie hopkins has been removed from twitter by the way now finally uh, yeah finally yeah. but but what we're talking about is the, the amount of time it took and the fact that people like pretty patel yeah didn't even have an opinion on it yeah i mean you know, you know it's the inconsistency that's the issue isn't it really it's like everyone that does that sort of stuff should be called out should be, uh, you know, sh and they should be dealt with in whatever, you know, appropriate way it is, whether that's kind of um, cu yeah. cutting off their communication channels or, uh, or, yeah. or, or, or or being stripped of their MBE or whatever that is. Um, but it should be consistent, you know, and they yeah. can't be consistent because there's evidence of, you know, of, um, a, 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 of a lack of, uh, you know, consequence for other people that have done it before, including uh, the prime minister of the country. Yeah, who still, yeah, never gets called out on his sort of, on his, not sort of, on his what were racist remarks, right? Yeah. 
and by the way, on 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 the because a lot of people call bring up the freedom of speech malarkey for like you know it's you should have a freedom of speech and it was uh, have you ever seen the this has just come into my head have you ever seen the I don't know, speech that Sasha Baron Cohen you know Ali G yeah have you seen his speech what which one where he says like freedom of he says we all have freedom of speech but that doesn't mean freedom of reach yeah where he's saying like you can't just give platforms to people that are spreading hate. Did you also see as well, by the way, while we're on it, that he uh, fronted all the money for like a far right uh, activist thing in America? Did you see I that? S- I saw something about it. I haven't seen like he's he's yeah. I've not seen it fully, but he like fronted up the rest of the sponsorship money yeah. for this far right thing yeah. uh, and said I'll provide one of the bands, and the band was him dressed up as a. As a racist and singing like uh, anti-racist songs, and they were all sort of singing along with him until they got and done what was going on. And then on. he had to get. And I heard he had to. He get, had to like, get yeah, out, out of there, there yeah. mate. Yeah, which he had all planned. Yeah. But he's he's an absolute legend, mate. Yeah. Sasha Baron. Yeah, no, Cohen, I did mate, see. You... I saw clips of that speech, um, and it was um, yeah, it's powerful. I just I don't know where. I think he gave it at some award ceremony or something like that. Right? Yeah, I can't remember. It was about a year ago. I yeah. think it probably came out. Maybe maybe even a little bit longer than that. What do you think about what? the Wiley thing then? Like, what do you like? Do you think that um, it's right that he's because essentially what what's he even called it? Like he said, I'm going to get cancelled for some of this stuff, and we've talked yeah. about cancel culture before. Should he get yeah. cancelled for this? Um, should he get cancelled for this? I think he should have his MBE taken away from him. I do. Yeah. Um, so to cancel somebody would be to, 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 to not, um, listen to the music ever again. Not listen to the music, not to engage, not to, uh, support, you know, not to support him, let's say, you know, from... Uh, yeah getting more uh um, income i certainly think people should have the right to not want to follow him anymore to not want to go to his gigs anymore um to not want to listen to his music i would I, I, you know i wouldn't i wouldn't go against anyone that says that could i promise you that i'll never listen to wiley's music again i have to be really honest with you uh Maybe I should. Maybe I should be challenging myself not to listen to it again. Be- uh, uh, but I love his music. So um, I would respect people's right to cancel him. But then see, this is the thing about cancel culture, right? I think it's wrong when people like uh, cite cancel culture um happening to that you know people get cancelled i think but then who's the judge of this this is what i'm saying so listen right so i think the re- I, you know I, I use the word cancel deliberately because i think that's like a stupid term like you know like as in I, i'm not i'm not saying it, like it, it's a phenomenon it does happen but i'm saying you can't cancel a human being right but what you can do mm. is you know i would say man if you don't believe if you believe that what he said was wrong, then the sacrifice has to be don't listen to his music anymore. Don't don't support somebody financially who um, who's kind of publicly declaring, you know, like if he's not publicly declaring it, then you don't know, right? And I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying... Um, no, 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 no. We're, we're having a difficult conversation, which is what we want to do. Yeah, like, uh, you know, you can appreciate someone's music, but if you know what's behind that person and the views, I find it difficult to kind of support... How can you listen to the music and go, this is brilliant, this is good, you know, this is great when you when you know behind the scenes that the person believes this stuff and use the, you know, yeah. and use their platform to incite. Because look, there's a lot of people that will probably look at him and go, yeah, 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 brilliant, that's cool, I get that. I didn't know anything about it, but now I believe that. So now you've potentially got uh, yeah, no, 500,000 more people listen. or whatever his following is yeah. now thinks, you know, think, thinks that. And that's... And, and- yeah, that's not that. Look, that's not good, and and I wouldn't want to support that. I would, I'd want to give him the opportunity to 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 say where this has come from. True. Yeah, because uh, this goes on to kind of another thing that happened actually that uh, is worth bringing up now. Is did you see Kim Kardashian uh, um, issue her statement about Kanye West? Yeah. 
Because Kanye West has been not very nice about his wife yeah. publicly, yeah. right? He's been sort of calling her out across his social media. And I know that's different to anti-Semitism, right? Yes, it's um, different, but... Uh, but 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 the reason I bring it up is because, um, you know, she's come out and said, this is, he, you know, he's got bipolar. And look, I work in the mental health space. And the reality is, if we want to break stigma of mental health, right? Mental health struggles are not just, I can't get out of bed and I feel down. Most of the symptoms of mental health are destructive. They're awful. They are self-destructive. They're family destructive. They are pushing people. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, you know, look at the life that I lived and what I was like. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you know, you, you have to kind of look at the, the why and where, where does it all come from? And I maybe feel like I'm trying to dig Wiley out of a hole here. No, I don't know. I, I uh, think- but, but, but I do, you know, I would always start um, in a place of why, you know, why is this happening? Where's this coming from? It just seemed, to me, it seemed a bit out of character for Wiley, but then maybe that's just the way that he's always presented himself and the truth's come out, right? And then if he is, if that's the route he's going to go down and every time he gets an opportunity, he's going to do that, then yeah, he will very quickly lose me as a, as a as a as a listener of his of his work i mean i think uh whether you know you said that maybe he maybe he might have been intoxicated or whatever or some you know it, it seems out of character i don't know i just don't know enough but i don't even think it's a i think everyone should get an opportunity to say like you know to to have their say and uh, yeah, you shouldn't kind of do a judge and jury without kind of understanding a bit more. Um, it would be difficult to uh, to comprehend uh, the rationale, but I think it was important that you raised the kind of the Kanye West thing because I think there's a lot of people that are, have been like, "I oh, like, what's he doing? Like, he's he, you know, they sort of just think he's maybe a little bit wacky." But what's come out is that he's genuinely unwell, and you just look at him with a slightly different lens now, which is a bit more understanding. I don't think, yeah. I don't, my intuition is they don't feel like the same thing, but um, but they could be, you know, like, and I think that that'd be, it's, it's worth yeah, understanding. My, I, I don't think they're likely to be the same thing uh, either, by the way. Um, right. But yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I'm so defensive of Wiley. What, like, I loved Wiley's music, mate. Yeah. It's 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 upsetting, you know. Like you know, yeah. you know, I'm I, I'm I was a huge like millions around the world. I was a huge fan of Michael Jackson, and yeah. there's an ongoing kind of there's an ongoing you know story. Some believe like there's no doubt that he was you know a paedophile. Other people think that it's all bullshit. And these these I don't feel comfortable when his music comes on. Yeah, like that's the thing. I don't want to listen to his music. But but the thing is, it's like for some people they think it's it's irrefutable right that there's no chance that it didn't happen and then there are others who think oh there's no way it did happen but because there's this whole like uh spectrum of belief you just can't i just you know li- like you just don't listen to his music because you know and i think yeah. you know and there's a massive can of worms with the michael jackson conversation yeah. well, i'm gonna ask you what you brought it up mate Go on. where are you at with michael jackson what do you think about it uh, um, <laughs> I never thought we'd be talking Michael about Michael Jackson, Jackson today, uh, but, but here no, we are. Yeah, um, he was where at least he wore a face mask. He was ahead of the game. Um, <laughs> now, listen, I'm not going to joke about it. I uh, my gut feel from what I've seen uh, is that he behaved erratically and uh, in a predatory way. Um, uh, I can only base that on kind of, you know, what what I've seen um, uh, recently. So I don't listen to his music anymore. Do you know what I think's really interesting from it, right? T- like t- just stepping back and an overview based on human behaviour with Michael Jackson, right? Is when I was seeing the conversations, you know, when the first documentary come out, right? The first thing is, right, uh, how easy we find it as people to be potentially be manipulated by somebody right to not believe other people so they've come out and talked about abuse here and the way that people were just flat right saying they're lying there's no way that michael jackson would do that 
I think was hugely, hugely problematic for people that have experienced abuse when they're younger or, or, or at any stage, right? Wanting to come out because you saw how much of the public just completely wronged them. Yeah. But what I also thought was really interesting is that some people were like, uh, gave the, had this real compassion for him, right? Which was like, you know, he did have children sleep in his bedroom and stuff like that, but he had a really difficult childhood. His dad was horrible to him. He was still just a child in his mind, da, da, da. And how many other people that would have children sleep in their bedroom in the way that that, that was kind of an open fact that he did that would get away with, would, would the world say, yeah, but you know, he had a really, is you know, he did that kind of thing that was a little bit on the, paedophile spectrum right that we, we know we have proof of but he had a difficult childhood and he was still a child in his mind that that would happen to nobody else on the planet and yet people found themselves saying it for michael jackson so i, I, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this but but i thought it was in to take a step back and just a like um open view of the way that people reacted to it i thought it was incredible and a real like lesson in in human behavior and uh human perception of people and things because let me tell you one thing is that if you are a predator that preys and grooms children yeah it, it ain't always some dirty horrible nasty looking man on the street it's normally the close one who's got you know that's how they get themselves in so um yeah how do, I, look <laughs> you know i mean that's the thing you don't really know where you're always going to go but I, um it's uh, it's 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 one that is still unresolved for a lot of people because I know a lot of people still just you know love his music you know and uh, yeah you know we'll I've even heard some podcast. I've even we'll uh, cancel this podcast because we've said what we've said some people would do yeah, that yeah I mean they back I, th- I think uh, there's even so, I've even heard some people are like probably you know like they'll they'll cut it off from a certain I've I've actually heard this they'll cut it off from a certain album. So he was probably all right during Off the Wall when he was younger, but from Thriller onwards, or oh, I don't know, or you know what I mean? Like I've I've heard all that sort of stuff, and I'm just like, nah, <laughs> just can't do it. Anyway, oh well, that's all right. If we're cancelling them from when they when they started being bad, his last then, album, uh, Wiley's last album wasn't I, I very can, good. I can, yeah. yeah, Wiley from Wiley from when I was 19, when he was still going at it hard with Dizzy Rascal. I'm all right. Um, uh, you know. I know we're sort of taking a, a slightly light, light-hearted view, but like uh, I do, I don't like the word cancel. Um, anyway, I don't think it's. I think it's a it's a really aggressive way to uh, erase somebody. I don't think he should be erased fr- like from society, right? I just don't think he should benefit from. You know, he he get. You know, the thing about um, fame is uh, the more famous you get uh, sorry the more famous you get the more famous you be, you become you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. like you, you, yeah. your platform will then uh on twitter will get you more followers will get you more sales and 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 and, and it's a kind of a virtuous circle for, for somebody who's trying to kind of get bigger and yeah. uh, and so you shouldn't really be able to benefit in the same way if you hold these sorts of views i'm sorry yeah no i agree with you i agree with you so uh where are you at? Where are you at with the mask situation? Have you been in a shop with a mask? What my denim mask? <laughs> You're <laughs> uh, trying to get my mum to uh, to make me a denim mask. She's not having it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm wearing the mask. I'm wearing the mask yeah. now. Um, I, f- I still forget it. I've, I've forgotten it a couple of times. You know, as I've walked into the office, but I haven't been into the shops that day. But uh, it's just got you know, it's just something that you just. There's no point trying to. Uh, be an anti-masker you just got to get on with it <laughs> you're not an anti-masker then i'm not an anti-masker by the way but i would like to just raise awareness of david coldwell's mask that you can buy online for 10 pound and all the no one knows who david coldwell is other than boxing fans <laughs> <laughs> so go on do your plug david coldwell is selling masks with his branding on it and the profit goes to nakoa well then, in that case, go buy the mask straight away. Go buy the mask. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. Mine's on the way. Yeah. All right. Mine's on its way. All right, I'll get one as well. What about this uh, obesity thing? Has this come? This uh, Boris Johnson has come out with. Have you seen this? Uh, I see what that, he's come out I with. Just was, no, what, what do you mean? What has he said? 
Well, Boris Johnson's got this big plan now to tackle obesity, hasn't he? Oh, he does. Have oh, you seen okay. that? Right. Yeah. So he's like, you can get a bike. He wants to start making it so you can get a bike on the NHS. Uh, you not seen this? No, I've seen it. I've seen it. I haven't really engaged with it. Tell me more. Just, so, um, I mean, I, all all I saw was that you know that there is a correlation between risks of COVID and obesity, and therefore there's a drive pushing towards reducing obesity. Bef- you know, as quickly yeah. as possible. Yeah, and he's not about putting calories, making sure that calories are printed on um, menus and printed on fast food takeaway stuff. You have to have the calories printed on the packaging. I think that's good. I think, um, I, I I think on the face of it, it's good. I think one, it's something that the hospitality industry don't need right now. Sure. It's a big cost. Yeah. It's a big good cost chucking on them. Yeah. Uh, but secondly, uh, for somebody like, uh, let's say like you, right, who your, your, your kind of weight fluctuates, right? So knowing your calories and being a bit bit aware, um, you know, can keep you on track. But I think sustained obesity or, or, or real bad, real bad obesity, or you know what I'm getting severe at. Severe case of obesity, yeah. Severe cases of obesity are not driven by a lack of understanding for calories, right? Or, or, or lack of calorie regulation. They're driven by emotional regulation. And so for me, it feels very much like sticking a plaster on. And, I, and, I, and I've posted about this this morning. Um, he's come out, Boris Johnson, and said that COVID nearly killed him, right? Because he was overweight. And so now he wants to give everybody all the information they need to beat obesity, and I think the biggest irony in all of that is that COVID didn't nearly kill Boris because he was overweight. COVID nearly killed Boris because he ignored all of the information that was given to him in order to be able to beat COVID-19, right? Right, right. So he was given all the... And then he uh, went around uh, look, shaking hands and all... Look, look, and got look, it anyway. I, I think you're like... It's and Digging not Boris or. out. Yeah, yeah. No, you're going <laughs> down a Boris hole there. Um, and, and not all, right? And not all, yeah. right? So it is, right. it's all of that and... Um, there is, you know, there there are, um, you know, there are studies and um, theories that, you know, uh, obesity, being overweight, leads to, uh, you know, uh, a greater. Oh, impact they reckon of it's fifty percent yeah. more risk. Yeah. So, so I think in what we were talking about right at the beginning around, you know, not being a vegan and then being a vegan, right? I think. Um, yeah. I think uh, everything helps. So, what it does, you know, what what it does is, if you see um, what you're putting in, you might be more conscious around it. And actually, not everyone's obese, right? There are people that get towards obesity, right? So you might catch people in the right moment. It may not be effective for people who are in. Um, the most severe cases of obesity because it's not just about calorie intake. It's, it's, there's so much more involved. But actually, if 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 some of this work helps to getting people to think a bit more um, uh, about having a more healthy lifestyle, a bit more conscious around what they're putting into their mouths, to understand that a restaurant meal is likely to have a lot more, it might cause the restaurants to start to cook a bit more healthily while still trying to maintain the, the things around flavour. Because, you know, if you know anything about restaurants, you know, it's like flavour's really important and they probably think less about calories. And and for, um, you know, so actually, if that starts to kind of increase people's kind of, you know, um, uh, awareness and focus on health, then I don't think it's a bad thing. If it's being presented as the saviour, to obesity, then it's not going to work, right? But if it's actually just getting people on a journey, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, yeah, I do think there's more layers to it than what you're than what's be than what you're kind of highlighting there. And I do think, in a lot of ways, it's one of these things that will help the people who actually don't need that much help and cause a lot of problems for the vulnerable. Well, you know, one thing that um, I was talking about with someone recently, maybe you we were talking about, I can't remember, but. Um, you can definitely see it uh, here in Brighton, right? And particularly on a hot day and, you know, like, you know, class has a major impact on health, right? Yeah. If you're yeah. middle class, you've got probably more time, you can afford to go to the gym, you can afford to eat organic food and healthy food and all that sort of stuff. And and from a lifestyle perspective, you, 
you build time in for you, your kids, your people around you, outdoors, pursuits, all that sort of stuff, right? And um, and you can see that, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a class thing. So I think that, so the people that might benefit from that sort of stuff, like the bar, you know, the bike and the, and the restaurants, you know, um, are, are going to benefit from it. It's the people that are maybe uh, more susceptible to obesity um, because of what they can afford to eat, because of their understanding about healthy lifestyles and stuff like that, that it may, it yeah, yeah. may not impact those people in the same way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and then like you've got the whole when you start getting into eating disorders and stuff like that. Right. And people that have, have a really difficult relationship with food. Right. And then they go when they go to a restaurant now, and they've got the calories slap bang in front of them. It can just it's going to ruin the, it's going to ruin the evening for them when they go out. Right. So I think it's something that will benefit the people that don't need much benefit and it won't benefit the actual the, the truly vulnerable people um, that, that need kind of support in that in that in that front. Yeah. Um, but we're kind of, I think we're sort of running out of time to really unpack that. Um, and let me go on. I could go on another Boris rant if I, if I wanted. Do you want me to? No. <laughs> Before we get to the reasons to be cheerful, right? I want to bring something up because we are at the reasons to be cheerful. And I just, I was on Twitter when I was, um, you know, the, I call it the um, free, free minutes. The free three minutes, right? And that's the three minutes at the beginning of every call that I get with you. Because you turn up 33 minutes past nine instead of, and it's always, you know, it's always coming. So (laughs) that's a dig at you. Um, I was just looking on Twitter and uh, you know who's top trending at the moment in the UK? I'm just looking now. He's still, he's number one trending. Who? (laughs) Tommy Robinson. Uh. I know you don't like talking about him, but I think this is funny. Do you know, um, do you know why Tommy Robinson is trending? No. Because Tommy Robinson now feels so threatened about his life, right? And his family's life. He is looking to move to Spain and take refuge in another country. You're joking me. Nope. That's why he's trending. Uh, he's did a, you know, he's posted a big video that says, uh, I, I don't, you know, don't feel safe for my, um, family in this country. Uh, somebody's tried to set his house on fire or something. Um, and it, so yeah, obviously he didn't say I'm trying to take refuge in Spain, but he said for my mine and my family's safety, uh, we we we're looking to stay away from the UK indefinitely. Do you know the best? So the do, man, do, you, do you know the best thing he can do for his family's safety is shut the fuck up. Stop being a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. So the man who has spent his life campaigning driving hate based on refusing people taking refuge in our country is fleeing our country yeah, to take but, refuge but didn't, in somebody didn't, else's. Didn't you see that uh, Nigel Farage, uh, when he was campaigning for Brexit, he was his, his wife's German, so he wants to get yeah. German passports for his kids. So he, yeah. wants to take, he wants to take people out of Europe and make, you know, and, and give sovereign British passports, yet for his... Kids, he wants them to have dual nationality and to be European. They're all like it. All those people of those ilk are, they they are nothing but hypocritical because you can't have those kinds of opinions and not be hypocritical because Katie Hopkins is the other one, right? You ever seen her on This Morning or Good Morning Britain or whatever it was when she's talking about kids' names? India. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, yeah. yeah. That was brilliant. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Right. I think we're there. I think we're at reasons to be cheerful. Do, do you want to go first? Huh? Yeah, okay. I will go first. Um, uh, my reason to be cheerful this week is new starts. So I talked to you uh, earlier about um, my mum's, you know, is uh, has sold her house, the, the home that I grew up in with my sister and um, after 44 years. And it's, you know, it's a very emotional time. And I think I was you know I was up I was worried that my mum would really kind of you know would struggle with the change but she's fully embracing it she's so excited Mm. and you know it you know she's she's downsizing she's going she's you know she doesn't have to kind of have you know a big house to worry about and she's you know she's there by herself um lovely you know lovely area um not too far from where she is at the moment and She's just really embracing it. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, when we actually move uh, on, on Monday, it's going to be very emotional. But I love how she's 
uh, embracing the new start and getting excited by it. And that, you know, that makes me feel better about what she what she's what she's doing. So that's that's the reason to be cheerful for me this week. You always do the best ones, right? And do you know what you always do with your reasons to be cheerful? You title it. I do, yeah. And I like really like that. Okay, like, so I never title give it. it a title. I go. My reasons to be cheerful is football's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, which is not, not so. I have two actually. I have two reasons to be cheerful. Actually, I could have four or five actually this week, which is funny based on my. Do, do not mention. Do not mention fantasy football. Winning the fantasy. I want to start with the first one, which is fantasy football. Oh, for anybody who doesn't know what fantasy football is, it's a game that's based solely around football knowledge that's played between friends. Whoever's got the most football knowledge not at the always end of the friends. season comes out, comes out on top. And um, after sitting on top of the league for the whole season, um, the season finished with me on top of the league. Has was in second out of a league out of 10, which is really, really good for you, Has. And I, I just want to congratulate you on doing so well um, on getting second place. I think it's brilliant. I, think I actually really came in third yourself. eventually. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that's really good for you as well. I think, you know, out of 10, I think you've had a really, really good effort. It's more effort. than 10. Um, it's like 16. Out of 16, yeah. No, I think you've had a good effort. Um, you know, it is about knowledge, which means it's not easy for you um, when it's solely based on football knowledge. Um, but yeah, I just want to say well done to you and a massive, massive well done for me for finishing first. Um, staying first all season. Um, and just sort of really batting it out of the park in the way that I did. So that's my first one. My second one, um, I'm going to go with, the we, we've got our first pre-season friendly on Saturday, Marlborough Town FC. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to... Oh, has has just shown me a picture that we... Uh, it's a gif. Uh, is it a gif? Not a, a meme. GIF, what's it called? It's a meme. A meme, uh, which is a picture of me where he regularly takes a mickey out of me. Uh, Marlborough Town FC have got our first game of the season, pre-season game on Saturday. That's not my reasons to be cheerful. My reasons to be cheerful, I just want to mention Title, son. title. Oh, uh, reasons to be cheerful is um, inspiring children. That's it. That's yeah. brilliant. Uh, and I just want to mention my son, Jimmy, who uh, inspires me every day. Um, what, you know, what, the young lad, he's nine years old. What he's what he's doing at the moment, I think, is incredible. It's a very personal journey, so I'm not going to go into it. But um, I wasn't going to do this one, but it's come up, and that's that's the one that I'm doing. So my reasons to be cheerful: inspiring children. I'm going to I'm going to make sure it's I title it. It needs now. a title, but but Jim Jimmy doesn't need a title. Jimmy's awesome. Um, it's a shame you just you know you 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 took the shine away from the proper reasons to be cheerful with that mediocre stuff around uh, you know around your winning of the fantasy football league you know just <laughs> what do you want me to say? We will see you in two weeks' time. Um, make sure that uh, you come and join us on at one hundred and fifteen miles pod on Instagram. We're up to fifty five followers now. We have been growing, has. Uh, we have a review on our um, platforms. So please make sure that you've given us a review. Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kai.